Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Uh, I wanted to talk to you about the red flame next. Uh, what does it do? What properties does it have? Sure. So the red flame, like I said, is the flame of inspired action, passion, raw expression, um, something that can spread really quickly in a bad and a good way actually it's interesting because it's also it happens to be the flame of you know an epidemic hmm. or the news that travels the world but you know anything that kind of like catches on fire and just spreads around really really quickly yeah that's the energy of the red flame um Yeah, um, then of course there is the the shadow aspect of the red flame, which would be feeling stagnant, so the absence of action, feeling stuck, feeling no movement, mm -hmm. feeling apathy, or feeling like nothing is exciting anymore, or everything is the same in the world and you don't want to move because you, you've seen it all and why would you? Hmm. Um Red is also the flame of revolutions. Now, whether you consider that to be a good or a bad thing, right? It's all a matter of perspective. You could either believe that it is a shadow aspect of the red flame or the normal positive aspect of the red flame because very often revolutions are, you know, they happen for a reason and sometimes actually help fix something on a societal level in a very positive way. But revolutions are also quite bloody. So the the energy of red is never that of patience. It's it's like I said, the energy of passion. Um so the the shadow aspect of the red flame could be bloodlust. Mm -hmm. Uh it could be being cruel, angry, um inconsiderate causing people pain um, it's a little bit of the energy of the executioner mm -hmm. um, where they feel like the means justify the ends it's not a very gentle flame it's a very hot energy it's probably on the hottest of, of the spectrum um, it is I would also say that the shadow aspect of passion is nervousness right so like it's that same blood that's pumping in, in in your chest in your heart but it has this nervous like an easy like mm, you know ne neurotic type of aspect yeah. that would be the shadow aspect of the red flame and impatience uh, is it also a shadow aspect of the red flame 
a little bit um a little bit it could also be a shadow aspect of a blue flame actually impatience can take many many forms mm -hmm. i see yeah. yeah i see and um is there a corresponding chakra for this flame well i mean you know the answer right the red one yes of root. course the root chakra yes the root chakra. got it and um how would you describe a person who mastered uh, a red flame? So somebody who's mastered the red flame, and we're talking about the higher aspects of the red flame, right? Not the yes, lower aspects. Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. As somebody who is a great leader, somebody who can manifest really well in the physical, who can unite people around a common goal, who can create something from nothing, who can help disseminate an idea and make it a worldwide phenomenon. Um, somebody who sees what needs to be built in the universe and rolls up their sleeves and does it, as opposed to waiting for somebody else to, you know, do the work for them. Again, like it's the flame of that inspired action. So the f the red flame, once it's mastered, it's not a stagnant energy. It's not somebody who, you know, just shows up and is content with the status quo and is or just is content with living a mediocre life or having a mediocre society. So it's it's somebody who just needs to get going, who loves the movement, who loves, you know, transformation, who loves uh, taking the world from you know a worse place to a better place and not only ones up but has the tools to be able to make it happen so it's that energy that can literally light the fire under the belly of a lot of people hmm. yeah that's powerful and um are there any crystals that work with the violet, uh, with the red flame. Yeah. So there is ruby. There is garnet. Um, um, uh, a lot of black crystals too work really well with this energy. Um, mm -hmm. They're able to sustain it. Because the red energy is, um, it's, it comes in spurts, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's not something that's very easy to sustain over time. Like imagine a fire, because red energy could be likened to a fire and, and lighting something up, right? It's very hard for a fire to maintain its full capacity for a very, very long time right yeah you see the fire is kind of like you know blazing but then kind of like it's a you know it it, it would um kind of like go back to being like a, a baby fire and then like go back to its full potential again so it's almost like a spiral or everything is cyclical mm -hmm. so for the fire to not be extinguished um it actually could use the help of the black crystals anything that's magnetic or like a piece of meteorite because it's like um the coals 
mm-hmm. to that flame they're able to contain that energy in in a very healthy state and then fuel it when the red really needs it mm-hmm. um if you want to work with the higher aspects of the red energy any white crystal is also really really good it helps purify the intention mm-hmm. the reds do tend to be and that's another shadow aspect they tend to be a little bit selfish sometimes in the way that if they think that something is wrong in the world, they, they believe that everybody else is seeing the same thing. And if they're willing to build the new world, they're not necessarily taking other people's opinions into consideration. They only take their own. So purifying the red aspect with the white is actually really, really helpful. So any white crystal could be helpful here, white or transparent, mm-hmm. in terms of purifying the intention and making sure it serves a higher good. Got it. And um, same question about plants and herbs and maybe essential oils. Are there any? Cinnamon. Hmm. Uh, You can do powder or a stick, you know, adding it to a drink. Uh, Coffee, caffeine, actually, interestingly Hmm. enough. But it does make sense though, right? Because caffeine gives you energy and that red um, red flame consumes a lot of physical energy to, to get uh, into inspired action. It's like the opposite of meditating. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, I've arrived. I, I, I awoke. <laughs> what are we going to do today? Yeah. So obviously black tea, same, like any, any, any form of caffeine. Um, anise. Mm-hmm. Same gets yeah. you fired up. Yeah. Um, honey is actually really good. Uh, it helps level the flame, and it's one of those energies that helps sustain the flame. So if you're the person that gets burned out easily, we actually recommend honey. Um, you know, adding it in, in into your tea or just having it, um, you know, after a meal as a treat. Uh, honey sticks as you know a substitute for chocolate that's really good for maintaining a very very healthy levels of physical energy without burnout let's see what else uh red apple is really good Mm. you can do dried apple also um clove Yeah, so things like that. What about like spices, like uh, pepper? Oh, clove is a spice. Yeah, uh, pepper as well. Uh, black pepper would work really well with this kind of energy. Um, I think you're, you're you're catching my drift. Like anything that is you know spicy would definitely fire it up. Like cayenne pepper is yeah. is good as well. Even paprika. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot in that fire, fiery, feisty energy that's really good. Uh, red berries, actually, and hibiscus tea um, also work really well with this energy. Mm. It's a lot of, yeah. Lot there of is things. a lot, yeah. yeah. Okay, and... Um, well, there is a lot in 3D because this is like a really good third-dimensional energy. Yeah, to practice mm-hmm. on Earth, yeah. And um, can you share us uh, a meditation uh, that we can uh, use to, I guess, master the red flame? Um, 
probably working with the shadow side and maybe maybe this nervousness like fear um a meditation that would help work with the shadow side of the red flame mm -hmm. nervousness or impatience i was actually thinking first maybe i'll just give you what what i intended to give you and then i can give you some another one yeah please. so with the red flame as i mentioned one of the issues when you're working with the red flame is burnout mm -hmm. because you're really going a thousand miles per second and while it drives you it also drives you crazy oh you have to refuel not only do you have to refuel, but you have to find a way to work with this energy in a way that is sustainable for your physical body. Because what you don't want to have is, you know, a period of one week when you're going like literally like 24 seven and you're like, go, 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 go. Yeah. And then it's a three week period of replenishment where you're like so drained that you're literally can't get off your, you know, get yourself out of bed. And that sometimes tends to happen with people that are practicing the red energy. Mm. Um, because it like literally consumes them from within you want to find a way to work with a red flame where it doesn't consume you but gives you that constant support when you need it uh you need to get yourself to a perpetual uh inspired action flow instead of a haphazard and sporadic <laughs> inspired action flow because it's easier to control and it's quite quite frankly better for your body um, and you're not going to, you know, burn from within. There are a whole lot of disease that comes from an imbalanced or disbalanced red flame, including joint pain. Um, it um, actually causes um, potential digestion issues. Um, it could... Uh, cause muscle pain it could even cause you to like to break a bone like you know there's hmm. all, all kinds of uh, things that like this balanced red flame does that are not ideal or optimal for somebody's well-being so what we recommend is if you're feeling that red flame inside of you and if you came to practice it you would be we recommend and it's you know it lives somewhere inside of your body we recommend to contain it encapsulating it into a crystal uh, sphere or you can cover it with a cloche you know with like a dome that would preserve that flame and on the one hand what that would do is it would keep that flame forever burning right but at a more contained pace so would contain your fire in a way that's very manageable for you instead of allowing it to, you know, burn through your resources. So you want to keep it in, inside of your body but contained with, within this like glass uh, sphere or container. And then, you know, if you need to tap into it, you can always temporarily lift, you know, uh, the dome the dome and then like allow that flame to like rage for instance if you're i don't know like say 
say you are having a public speaking engagement and like you want to bring your A game because you want to influence someone like you just let that fire burn but then like make sure that before you go to bed it's contained like you never want that fire raging raging in you um, before going to bed without containing it because you're gonna have a lot of trouble with your sleep a lot of trouble with your sleep Hmm. because it's like that energy that wants to act what are you doing sleeping over here what do you mean you're tired i want to keep going and so you want to make sure that that red energy is as contained as can be so you can get the rest that your body needs because that red energy is not the most balanced energy it does not necessarily think that you could burn out it just like keeps pushing you and pushing you and pushing you and of course you know in in this 3d world we do need to interchange the periods of action with the periods of relaxation. Otherwise, it's just not sustainable long-term. So that is the, the, what I wanted to recommend of, of how you can work with a red flame. And I think it's very, very important for those people that feel that drive, you know, that, you know, overachievers, go-getters, you know, all the people that just like like to move, move, move and make things happen tend to have that red energy being a big part of themselves, right? And uh, it's very important to contain that flame. Yeah, I myself feel it a lot. Yeah, you have it. Yeah, You for sure have it. And that's part of the reason why it's hard for you to sleep at night. So I would definitely recommend covering that flame with a cloche so that you can just, you know, just relax another thing that the red flame does and in your body in particular it creates an overabundance of thoughts yeah Uh, so it's like you it's really hard for you to quiet your mind so it's the flame so basically the flame uh, creates all this well it's the energy it's the energy that's coursing through your body yeah uh, and you know it it, attracts it, it attracts it yeah it's it's just that vibration that requires activity Mm. like it draws to it activity and the absence of peace and the absence of calm and and uh, you know if if it's very active in your brain which in your case it is it just creates thoughts that are really hard to get rid of oh yeah and uh, that's why it's hard to fall asleep because there's always more thoughts to think (laughs) (laughs) so it means that uh it's like this monkey mind right just yeah. always talking, talking, talking. Yep. But it also means that most of uh, the people, they have these issues, right? A lot of people are dealing with a red flame. Yeah. But I don't know if you're noticed, but like, that's the problem because the red is all about taking action. These thoughts are really hard to deal with as you're trying to fall asleep because you know this is not the time to take action. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so you're like at a loss, like, what am I supposed to do with these? They're firing off like crazy. I am not about to take action at midnight. So what do I do with these? And so it's it's like a really, really hard, tough place to be. And honestly, the only way to deal with it is to cover that flame up till morning. Because it's not a bad thing. Like you, it's a positive thing. It's it's the energy that moves the world around. But it just also has to be, there is a time and place for everything. And unfortunately, the red flame is really um, bad at, you know, distinguishing what is the good timing and what is bad timing. It's just like, if it goes, it goes. And then the other part is when you're really drained is what you're experiencing is the flame is extinguished. 
Mm-hmm. So for, for people uh, you know, with, with, that have like a really, really strong red energy, they sometimes go through period of intense fatigue. When they don't, like, they're like, I don't know why I'm so tired. And, and it's because that flame is not being balanced. That means that you know, it, it kind of like burned itself out. Hmm. And it can happen, it goes through cycles. It can happen to someone a couple of times a day or once a month or like once a year. It depends on like what uh, schedule your red flame is on, right? And so that's why you want to um, establish controlled, measurable fire instead of un- uncontrollable and then nothing. <laughs> Got it. So you have to take it under control. Yes, yes. Managing the energy instead of allowing the energy to manage you is paramount. Mm-hmm. That's super helpful for me personally. <laughs> I'm going to practice it today. Yes, do that. Yeah. And uh, what advice would you give to people who burn out, burned out? Uh, like how to refuel? Yes. So actually interesting because people who burn out mm-hmm. what they don't understand is they're trying to cure the burnout with more fire and that's not the way to do it so oh, they're yeah. like I'm burned out let me light that fire let me light that fire the thing is the soil is not ready to receive more fire right yeah so what you need to do before you can rekindle that fire is you need some water. So you need to nurture your body with water. You need to bring that energy into your body and let it soothe the burned out terrain that cannot birth any life, right? So you want, you know, imagine, you can imagine yourself in a body of water like a lake and allow that water to, you know, consume you. And like you can float very nicely in that body of water, but also allow the water to penetrate your body and and be, you know, wash over all of your internal organs. And then, you know, nurture every aspect of your body that has been thirsting for water, right? Generally, if soil is burned out, it's a soil that has no water because as the fire burns, the water evaporates. Mm. So, you know, your body does not retain as much water and you're actually like like desert, like thirsty. And so before the fire can be rekindled, the water needs to rejoin its rightful place in your body. And then new things can grow. And as new things can grow, one of the things that can grow is fire again. Mm. So it's counterintuitive, but if you want to prevent burnout, you shouldn't go to fire. Because the fire never burns on a soil that has already been burned out. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's counterintuitive. But now it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, and it's quite useless to try to push your body to produce more fire when it's already burned out. Because A, it doesn't have anywhere to take it. B, even if you use an inhumane amount of effort to kindle that fire, you cannot sustain it. 
because there's no quote unquote not enough nutrients and whatever the fire needs in the ground as well as carbon dioxide for the fire to keep going so you need to reset your system and for you to reset your system you always need water mm -hmm. and uh, what fire uh, I'm sorry what flame corresponds to the water How can you incorporate and have this kind of uh, partnership between the red flame and then another one that works with water? There are many aspects of water. Um, the one that works the best with the red flame is the white flame. Mm -hmm. um, you could call the white flame heavenly waters. Uh, it's the flame of purification, as I mentioned. Yeah. Um, you know, higher dimensions. White is also the flame of creation. It's a flame of unity. There's so much that it is a flame of, but one of its aspects is a very strong water aspect, and the other aspect of it that's very strong is air. And so both are actually really um, potentially purifying and good for the red. And they help elevate the red, um, and they help purify the intentions of the red, and they help the red come out of the selfish zone and into the uh, what's good for everybody's own mm -hmm. yeah it sounds like a good meditation uh, like before you go to sleep right so you work during the day and then you can burn out and then before you go to sleep you have this meditation with like water yeah you could but of course like you don't necessarily need to completely put out the fire when you go to bed you just need to make sure that like you know it's because it's still burning it's part of your energy right mm -hmm. it's like saying oh i don't, don't need this this aspect of me or like i'm in denial that i need it but like there is a forest fire that takes on you know square miles of land and then there is a candle like both are aspects of fire mm -hmm. when you go to bed you just need a candle yeah you know and you don't necessarily need a raging fire within so and that's what i say and that's what i mean when i say that you have to just manage the dimension and, and manage the scale of that fire within you don't have to absolutely extinguish it for, for for the night i mean that might be a little labor intensive but if you absolutely want to be in that water state you you, sh you sure could i mean that i don't necessarily see how yeah you know uh changing from the yang aspect to the yin aspect could hurt in that regard mm -hmm. got it thank you and um are there any other flames that work well uh with the red one we already know that the white one and the blue one right yeah um the yellow works really really good with um with the red mm. uh, that could give you inspired and also joyful action right joyful. when you when you take true joy in um in your accomplishments um both both flames the yellow and the red are warm mm -hmm. the yellow flame is a little bit more tampered and, and contained and a little bit less uh, detrimental potentially right so it's it's almost like a milder form of a fire 
Um, so it's it's nice to to have that aspect uh, collaborate with Red Flame. Mm -hmm. And are there any archangels um, that um, I don't know how to put it, but maybe like serve the flame or work with the flame? Yeah, of course. Or represent the flame? Yeah. Um, Archangel Uriel would be for the red. Archangel Michael would be for the blue. Archangel Gabriel would be for the white. Archangel Raphael would be for the green. Archangel Zadkiel would be for the yellow. Mm -hmm. And uh, how can you work with um, these archangels to amplify um, the power of the flame? Well, you can always call on to the particular arch archangel to assist you with understanding the flame and what it's all about and helping you work with it. Um, you know, archangels, you know, these archangels are there to oversee the flame and make sure that it never gets extinguished. So everybody on the earthly plane can work with the flames. Mm -hmm. Very often when you work with the flames, it's not the actual archangel who is kind of like the guardian of the flame that would be working with you, but it's one of their helpers. So it's, you know, in, 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 in this archangel's case, um, they're kind of busy, yeah. right? And then they have kind of like bigger fish to fry. So like for Michael, making sure that the blue flame, you know, uh, is available and is healthy and is ever present and never goes out is like a big priority mm -hmm. as opposed to working with, you know, a particular individual that's working with a blue flame. But you can always ask them for assistance and... You know, if you feel like the flame is not having, or like your meditation is not having enough of an impact, what you could ask, you know, from an archangel would be to uh, multiply the impact, you know, a hundred X or a thousand X. You can always fall back on the angel to kind of like, uh, to, to help with um, accentuating uh, the flame's impact and work. Mm -hmm. That's very powerful. So you can uh, amplify the power of the flame Correct. with the help of archangels. Yeah. Even like by a thousand times. It... Absolutely. What's a thousand times to an archangel? Right. So if you practice uh, flame meditation, you should definitely ask for an assistant. Yeah, and the systems are a blessing. Or a blessing, mm -hmm. right. Whatever resonates with you. Yeah, are there any other beings that uh, work with flames or like, can help you with flames? Absolutely. Dragons are really, really helpful. They come from the same um, primordial energy. Mm -hmm. So each flame has the, the dragons that you know help protect it and guard it and work with it. Mm -hmm. um, they generally tend to be the same color, you know. So red dragons for the red flame, blue dragons for the blue flame, kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, elementals, you know, each flame has its elemental or multiple elementals that are supporting it. Mm -hmm. For um, for the blue flame, um, it. Um, 
it is supported actually by uh, by mermaids, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, the blue flame is also supported by um, whales. Um, a lot of water creatures support the blue flame. Um, the red flame is supported by uh, elementals that govern earth also. So like earth and inner earth. So like the, the center of, uh, of the planet, the magma, uh, the elementals that watch out for earthquakes, for instance. And the movement of the tectonic plates that would be those would be like supportive of the red flame energy. Uh, the green flame is supported by elves, elven magic, uh, and plant kingdom quite heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, the yellow flame is supported by birds, the bird kingdom. Um, the yellow flame is also supported by the elementals of air and wind. So, you know, there's there's a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about the violet one? Uh, the violet flame is supported by felines. So big cats, house cats, all kinds of cats. Mm-hmm. Um, the violet flame is supported by the mineral kingdom so all kinds of crystals stones um, support the violet flame and how can you use them um, like this element or for, for example cats just um, ask them for assistance during their meditation you could or even having a house cat uh, when you work with a violet flame is very helpful mm-hmm. uh, having cat ornaments or cat images in the same room any anything like that would help oh that's awesome okay um, yeah I think that's it for uh, today's uh, questions about flames Uh, thank you so much for sharing this information with us it's super helpful we're definitely gonna practice these meditations I'm definitely gonna do the red one today (laughs) I really need it yes all right yeah thank you so much for sharing all this information and now uh, now I'm going to end our session I'm very grateful for the information you provided uh, us today. I'm asking the subconsciousness to visit to where it belongs with much love and much thanks for the help and information it has been given Maria today. I know she's really going to appreciate it. Now I want all of the consciousness and personality of Maria to once again return and fully integrate back into the body completely. <laughs>